Congress wants to put warning labels on your video games. iPad 3 is supposedly taking over the living room, and some developers fear the next generation of consoles. All that, plus more, on today's MASHCAST. Another edition of the Mash Those Buttons Mashcast. I'm Jarrett. I'm here with senior editor Rob Hill Williams. Back again for yet another week. And we are also here with podcast host Nick Zelenkevich. Hello, everybody. Out of everybody, Nick is always the most cheerful one. I think I've learned how to fake it very well. I'm 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 dead inside, actually. Oh, okay. well, see, I save my excitement for during the podcast. It's it's hard to like really just be like, man, yay, we're so excited! Like in the first two minutes of the podcast, hooray! Like fifty podcasts in, or that 45. was a good. You said like a Muppet there. That was uh, that was pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> my excuse is that this is my voice all the time. So, but uh, this Jared's a robot. Yeah, I'm I'm a machine. But this is Mashcast number forty-five. Let's get into it, Rob. What have you been playing? My name is Commander Shepard, and this is my favorite series on Citadel. I've been playing a lot of Mass Effect, guys. <laughs> a lot of Mass Effect. I just want to say I love that Shepard can just sell out endlessly in the in, in, in the Citadel in the second and, one. And it's there. not a problem. Oh, I guess it, that's what happens. Every in the store, every store. It, 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 it's and. and because I, I remember when I was doing that, I thought, oh, okay, I went to this store and I've, I've endorsed with you guys. I'm going to go to the next store and they're going to be pissed at me. No, they same exact thing. I was, I felt like that was a, an actual like gap in logic. I, I feel like if anybody needs to be mad about something in Mass Effect, it's that 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 incredible loophole in that in that quest line where it's like, oh yeah, you can just do that at any at every shop in the Citadel. I'm I'm Commander Shepard, and every shop in the Citadel is my favorite. That you know, that should be what you do. The, the funny thing is, I think that actually the citizens of the Citadel could take that complaint to the Citadel FTC and uh, register with them that Shepard is uh, disingenuous. Well, <laughs> way to tie that in, Nick. <laughs> A little later. That thing that we're not doing. Yet. <laughs> <laughs> He does but that. Later. You, you have, you have to later. get better at doing that later, Nick. <laughs> it's, well, fore, it's foreshadowing. I guess it doesn't work as well if we do it later because we're not talking about the game anymore. Well, people, they'll, 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 they'll know. They, they, they probably already know. It's not, it's not like we're breaking news. That's, that's, that's true. true. It is after the fact. We're recapping things and being mad about them. Um, but yes, a lot of Mass Effect. Like After I finished playing FIFA Street, which I've also been playing, uh, the review is up on the site now. Uh, after I finished playing that, like literally went right back to playing Mass Effect 1 because I'm starting the whole series, trilogy over. So I played Mass Effect 1 like every day since Wednesday, Tuesday night. So that's been a lot of Mass Effect. Like I had just finished and imported my character into 2, changing his face so that I don't have to do that in 3. Brilliant. And uh, yeah, so I just started 2 with the, the new, my new Shepard. 
So, yes. And then uh, I played the Old Republic weekend. Um, it's fun. I wouldn't pay a monthly fee for it. I like it well enough, but not enough to pay money for it. When it goes free to play, maybe, even though they say it won't, then uh, I'll be right back into it. But not not right now. I'm like, there's too many there's too many good games that are free without me having to pay $60 for a game and then pay a monthly fee for it. Mm. That's just how I felt. Well, I, right now, I don't think they're really struggling, so if it does go free to play, it's way down the line. Makes me wonder. I mean, they've had like... They were doing like multiple free weekends back to back. I mean, I, don't, I guess the response. No, no, the, the, the reason for that, at least my personal theory, is that's because this week Blizzard had the big uh, revealing of all the information about Mists of Pandaria. The, uh, the, the they had the uh, the press junk. It was last week, and this week the NDA came out, and the beta just started. So I think they're trying to steal as much thunder and, and distract everybody from what Blizzard's doing as much as they can. Um, which I wouldn't be surprised if next weekend there's another surprise free weekend. Yeah. Eh. Interesting. Interesting theory. But okay. If I can get a few minutes, I might actually try it this weekend. We'll yeah, I, I'm going to be playing the uh, Terra beta. I got a code for that to play I, this weekend. I know a lot of people are uh, th- that have played like, uh, the Old Republic and have gone back to WoW. A lot. I feel like most people that like leave WoW to play another game because they're like, man, I want something to break me of the tyranny of WoW or whatever, like, go back because because they like WoW. I just think they don't. They just don't want to like WoW as much as they do. I don't know. Like but they feel the, like they're obsessed or something. The thing about the Old Republic, though, is that it felt exactly like playing WoW, just with cutscenes. Like, yeah, okay, the buttons were in slightly different places on the screen, but uh, I mean, all the systems. I mean, almost point for point were there. It, 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 I mean, at least through what level ten or so, as far as I got, it, it didn't. It. I mean, I. I loved it, but. I also love WoW, and I love Star Wars, so this is right in my wheelhouse. But it just, it, I, I, I don't understand why people, I don't understand why people would even go back to WoW unless it's like Star Wars reminds them of everything that they love about WoW, but they're, they're seeing it a little established in WoW because they've played it for so long, which is also a big draw because that's the big thing about breaking free of an MMO. Like, I, when I left Final Fantasy the first time, like, I mean, I left like a pretty clean break from Final Fantasy XI, but I mean, when you play a game for like four years, it's a pretty strong draw to go back, so I actually did end up going back for like maybe a couple months, and I was like, okay, I'm done. I'm done for real this time. But it's a strong draw, like you spend so much time on something, but I guess that's the way it goes. But uh, Star Wars, lightsabers, so that's why I, that's why I, I didn't feel like wow, like wow to me. Like Aeon felt like wow to me. Star, Old Republic, it felt like Old Republic, but with multiple people playing. I, maybe it's because I played the whole weekend like with a group of friends. So when we did like all our instances and stuff like that, like we did them all together. But and it it makes it does feel does feel a little different. But I don't know. It, it didn't feel. I wasn't like man. I'm playing WoW because WoW bored the shit out of me. <laughs> I don't know why. Well, okay, well, we should move on. Who, who, yeah. What else? Is Let's talk about. You, in fact, we're talking about WoW. So you Let's go what for are, it. Now. You were playing WoW. Well, I, no, I've been playing WoW, and I, as I indicated, I also played the Old Republic. Just to go back to that for one second, I actually only tried the Bounty Hunter and the Commando, so I didn't touch any of the lightsabers. Um, and you I guess poor, poor soul. I don't know. I, I tend to prefer ranged combat, and at least from that perspective, it felt very similar. Um, as I said, with all the hype over Mist of Pandaria coming out this week, I've been playing WoW again. I've always been playing WoW. That's my unmentionable, um, but I felt compelled to mention this week. Uh, still playing Realm of the Mad God, and also uh, I tried out Pand- uh, Pandora Saga. Um, did not try out that? DCU like I said I would, but I, I did play Pandora Saga. 
How do you feel about Pandora Saga? Actually, I liked it. Uh, and and I, I guess with all the MMOs I'm playing this week, um, I liked it because it was different. Um, whereas with The Old Republic, I liked that because it felt exactly like WoW. I liked Pandora Saga because it didn't feel like WoW. Um, the, the, the graphical style was... was it was, it was a lot more strictly fantasy. It felt a lot like a Final Fantasy game, uh, which I, I, I think makes sense. I think that's kind of uh, Altus's style. Um, but, I, I, I mean, th- at least the interface also was different enough. Um, I didn't really get to – I, I didn't get too much into the combat. I pretty much spent most of my time just figuring out how to run around the one city that I started it in. Um, but at least it felt – it was a nice change of pace, and I, 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 I'm definitely going to spend some more time in spend some more time there because it's it's uh i enjoyed that game good times yeah i mean uh, we'll have to link up and play some time because i didn't play that this week because mass effect but yeah mm. <laughs> jared how about you i have not been playing mass effect even though i'm like right at the end of, <laughs> of one well, i'm not right at the end but i'm i'm definitely on the down decline <laughs> i uh i am pretty sure if i probably put in another two three hours i'd be done with it but unfortunately, you should. They're like the best hours in the game. The longer you play Mass Effect 1, the better the game gets. I don't know why. It's not that I was bored with it. It's just that you know things happen. And the things I want to have like dedicated time to actually play the game and you know have a good time with it. But um, what I have been playing, I, um, I finished Journey. And um, it was alright. Like, I think it was overrated. Overhyped. Oh, it was, it was all right. Okay. It was okay. o- It was just. It was okay. Like, <laughs> if I you're a robot, so you you have no emotions for it to grab you by, <laughs> dude. Like, it look. Wait, I, I will say the journey visually is stunning, and it'll be very difficult for a game that comes out this year to beat what I saw in Journey. The ending sequence of Journey, quite possibly, may be the most beautiful thing I've ever seen in a video game. Quite possibly. So the visuals are great. The sound was great. But in terms of engaging gameplay, I, it just wasn't there. It just, it just wasn't there. So, I don't know. It's, uh, uh, obviously a lot of people like it. Um, people who are like me, I, I, really, I, I couldn't call it a must play. Like, if you can catch it on sale, maybe. You know, check it out. It's ten dollars or fifteen. Fifteen, yeah, it's fifteen. Fifteen dollars. <laughs> I. It's just fi- outrageous. It's fifteen. It's fifteen bucks, but hey, I, I could have went. I, I would have been happy if it was cheaper. But I, I, I'm gonna play it once, and I'm, I'm done. I'm never gonna play it again. And it was only like an hour and some change. Well, I told you that. Yeah, it's what I was saying. It was like, it was, uh, I didn't expect it to really be long. I, I knew it was like, from what I had heard, it was like two hours long. And fifteen bucks. I'm like, okay. Well, if, you know, I, I try it out. It's not like I'm upset that I spent fifteen dollars on it. It's not bad. It's not a bad game. But at the same time, I really just don't think it was. I like. I don't like. I'll put it like this: for places that have a meta score, or that have a, have like a review system that doesn't have a meta score. When I say meta score, I mean like you have, you break it down into categories and you put those categories together to come up with your final score. Place like that just gave five stars, ten out of ten without really exp- explaining. I was like, okay, if you give it a ten out of ten for whatever reason, that's fine. But places that have like a like a, like a system where they put different scores together to get their final score, if you give gameplay a five, I, I really don't see how because they're just the gameplay just isn't there. It's kind of just like you 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 walk through it. There's like 
there's some it's some platforming aspects, but nothing really serious. I'm not really I'm not even looking for the game to be super hard or difficult or anything like that. But it was just so overly simplistic in terms of gameplay to the point where I was just walking from one point to another. So. And uh, maybe that's where we'll just have to agree to disagree. I mean, you, everybody's entitled to their opinion. I just thought that like simple doesn't mean. I mean, you're not saying bad, but simple doesn't mean not really good. The game was designed very well. Like not even just visuals and stuff, but like the gameplay elements that you, as simple as they are, lead you to being able to do a lot of stuff that you don't intend to. Even though not, they don't necessarily like affect affect the game like they're for show, but. I don't know. To me, I'm, that counts for something. They had some elements in there the game. that, if they would have actually put some platforming in there, like uh, like a decent amount of platforming, would have been incredible. But they really didn't use it. Like they just they wanted you to just they wanted you to have the journey and go through this thing. That's what they wanted you to do, and they succeeded because there's there's really no way to well there is no way to lose in journey. You know what I'm saying? Um, unless you're an idiot, which I did meet up with a couple of dumbasses. Maybe, maybe, maybe that's why. I don't know, dude. Well, no, because I I left, I leave dumbasses behind. (laughs) (laughs) I I leave them behind. I was telling Nick earlier, like I I met, actually, I met some really cool people who, you know, we were able to get through some stuff together. But there was uh, one guy specifically when it was the last part on the mountain. Excuse me, last part on the mountain, and um, he like you know pings me like I'm I'm trying to climb up the mountain. He's pinging me to another area, so I look down to where he wants to go. I see steps. I'm like, okay, I'll go down at least there because he wants to go down there and explore. I'm like, okay, so I go down there, and then we go to the edge of that, and it leads, like, it's a drop down to the bottom of the mountain where we already came from, and, like, you know, he jumps off, and he sees me. I guess he sees that I didn't jump off, and he's pinging me to come down. I'm like, fuck that guy, and I just, like, walked away from him because i'm like i'm not going all the way back down there yo so did he dive in or what what no he just just floats down and like you know he will eventually make his way back up but i'm just like dude like i'm not going like because you don't move that fast in this game (laughs) you know so i'm like i'm not going all the way back down there forget about it but you know it was all right like you know i'm not upset that i bought it but at the same time i really wouldn't recommend it I'm like, you know, not to uh, somebody who's looking for a game to play, you know, so. But other than Journey, uh, playing Borderlands, I, the original Borderlands, I had stopped playing that um, shortly after I got it because I was playing solo, and it, the game itself is really boring if you play it by yourself, but if you play with a friend, it's really awesome. So me and Ivan, he's an editor for the site, um, we've been playing Borderlands together and been having a blast. Uh, Sign Mora. That I reviewed Sign Mora, and I love that game. Uh, it's a in terms of a shooter, it's actually been catching some flack from people on the hard, like on the harder side of the community. You know, the hard hardcore guys. It's definitely not the most difficult shooter out there, but it does have a challenge. Like you know, it will take some getting used to. And it does have some aspects that are just like, you know, it'll, it'll really surprise you in terms of, of the gameplay. Like, I don't know, like, well, like when you have bullets that shoot other bullets, that's always a problem. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, some of the some of the bullets that come out shoot other bullets. Some of the bullets act like a swarm. Some of the bullets divide into smaller bullets. Like, all types of stuff. Like, it's really, 
really cool. And the, and the whole time aspect where you don't have any health, you have a timer. And if you get hit, the timer loses more time, but you have to keep killing enemies to keep the timer up. And this 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 shooter, this this uh, you know bullet hell shooter, actually has a story that doesn't suck. Like the story is is really good. It's a really there's not, there's no animal magical anime girls on brooms that are half clothed, like flying around for no particular reason for something. Definitely not. Like the story <laughs> is fucked up. It is a really fucked up story, yo. <laughs> but it's a really it's a good story. Wasn't and, what I said just wasn't wasn't what I just said fucked up. <laughs> in a certain way. What game is that? Because I want to play. I, like every anime shooter that comes out, kind of. I don't know. Yeah, but they're really hard, so if it makes a difference. But um, yeah, like the story is like really the, the, the Simon Moore is beautiful. It's one of the best looking games I have seen on Xbox Live or Xbox. Period. But the thing is, like the you have all these like beautiful visuals and. The story is like so dark, and the music is like really dark. Cause like the story is that like you're a part of a race of of beings that can time that that can control time, and the empire has enslaved your race. You know that's actually how you start the game. You start the game with the empire attacking like your major city, and then after that everything kind of goes downhill. So you're a part. Actually, you you play as different characters all throughout, and you're a part of a resistance group who is trying to strike back at the Empire, and each individual character has their own backstory that has depth, and you understand that depth as you're going through the story mode, which is kind of difficult because you're just in a plane shooting shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's no cutscenes and stuff like that for you to really get in the character. There's no flashbacks or anything like that. But Go ahead. No, I'm just, so then how is this story related? Is it just like you hear people talking in the plane while you're shooting stuff? or? Well, basically, like it does it two ways. Like First, like at the beginning of every... At the beginning and end of every stage, um, there's a text thing that comes up and you read it. And it, it, it gives you insight as to what's happening, who that character is, because they're, they're talking from their perspective. And you find out about their past and, you know, stuff like that. Uh, and then th- in, in the actual game itself, they they talk to each other, you know. But, um, yeah, like, you, you like the game itself has some, like, some moments in the story where, you know, like, I kind of dr- dropped my jaw because of something that had happened, you know. And it, it's, just, it's just a really, really good game for shooter fans. Like, if you're not, I can't recommend it for everybody because if you're not a shooter fan, you probably you're not gonna like it. The story isn't that good. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? The game is still for for shooter fans. And even like the normal mode, they kind of help you out a little bit in the beginning. They kind of get you situated. But if by the by the B part of the of the first stage, if you're not with it, you're not with it. <laughs> you know, it's 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 over. So um, yeah, I've been playing Sinmora. Loved it. Also been playing Top Gun Hardlock. Eh. It's not a bad game. It's kind of like Ace Combat Light. But, like, it's... And, I mean, one thing that is bad is the, how it looks. Like, you're stuck in a perpetual sunset. And the gra- the textures are muddy and blocky. So I'm like, really? You're going to do that on a high-definition console? Like, you really think it's okay to release that way? Um, also, the sound is really cheesy. Like, the, uh, the, the one-liners the guys give. Like, you know... <laughs> I was like chasing some guy down, and my pilot said, "Now we're in the danger zone." I was like, "Oh, I want to uh, turn this well, off." Well. <laughs> I was like, oh, it's, uh, I, "I like fine. that." 
Of course you would, Nick. <laughs> <laughs> but you yeah, know, yeah, you would. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like you know, like you know, uh, the gameplay itself is not bad. When I'm playing the game, I'm not like this sucks. You know what I'm saying? I'm just kind of like, oh okay. I'll play a level and then I kind of want to be done, but I, I can't because I'm reviewing the game, um, because the levels are long. It's like, yo, you saved that, you saved that entire fleet. Awesome. Now why don't you go over all the way over here and do this thing? Now go over this way and do this thing. Like it's, it's kind of long, like old school long, like back in the day, old PC games. You know, we used to, how you used to, uh, you know, the old flight sim games, or fighter pilot flight sim games. Those missions used to be super long too, and it's kind of like that. So I don't know. Maybe uh, my go ahead. Oh no, I'm gonna say given the the topic of the game, and then I guess you're kind of criticizing the graphics and and the writing. Is it? It seems almost. Were they going for like an intentional sort of nostalgic effect? Like this game feels like it came out of, you know, like the the, the NES era almost. They if they they could have executed that so much better. It it, it it I mean if they did they failed. It's just it just looks like a shitty high def game. You know in terms of looks and sound. You know they could have executed a lot better if they were really if they were intentionally trying to be cheesy. I think they could have really that better. It's very it's very hard to be intentionally cheesy. I don't know Nick you do it good. I'm breaking. I, I, I work at it every day. <laughs> <laughs> All right, but yeah that's what I've been playing. Um. And let's just move on to our to our topics because that lasted a long time. Uh, uh, let's see. So what's what's going on this week? All right. So it's looking like Congress is trying to uh, trying to put some labels on games again. I know two years ago they uh, well not Congress as the whole Congress, but two congressmen specifically tried to uh, get a label put on two video games, saying that violent video games uh, can uh, you know. Oh, sorry, exposure to violent video games can um, cause uh, aggression and, you know, stuff like that. And that bill got shot down, but it looks like they're trying to reintroduce that bill. Uh, and that will, uh, it will specifically say on games that are rated E and above. So any well, there's another rating called EC for early childhood. So pretty much any game you see on the shelf, it'll say, warning, exposure to violent video games has been linked to aggressive behavior. And that would need to be on every, uh, you know, single game E and above. Um, now, those claims that, uh, you know, well, I should say that the claims, but the study that that um, is based off of, that that statement is based off of, is uh, from a statement the uh, American Psychological Association released back in 2000, which has since been, you know, taken back. It's been retracted, so it's not even really valid. Uh, but these two congressmen uh, specifically, which I lost. There, there we go. Sorry. It is uh, Joe Joe Baca from uh, Democrat from California. And uh can't find the other. Nope. Sorry. It's Frank Wolf, a Republican from VA. So they uh, they want to put labels on your games, even if the game is not violent. So even yeah, if it's like this, this, like anything that's not early childhood would have a label. Yeah. So, like, regardless of violence or not or anything, E for everyone, Wii Sports label. <laughs> awesome. Yep. Fucking what? Can't we be talking? Why can't they be talking about something better and more important, maybe? Jobs, country, not putting something in a the woman's hoo-ha. I don't like anything that's not like, oh, man, we really need to make games cigarettes. 
I just eh. well, it always seems government. Like they're uh, always uh, going after the unimportant stuff. That's that's true. Now, my question is this: like, I mean, beyond this, probably going off to die another quiet death again somewhere, um, like all the other ones have. Uh, especially given that they expand it to everything, including stuff that's not violent. But but doesn't putting that label on every single game basically because when's the last time you saw an early childhood rated game? Right, exactly. It's extremely rare, just like the uh, the uh, adult rating. So every game on the shelf is basically going to have that label on it, and if every game on the shelf has that label on it, it, really it doesn't mean anything mean anymore. It means nothing anymore. You're actually like, if the whole point is actually to try and protect anybody, then that's fine. Because I, you know, sometimes like you know, things aren't labeled clearly enough on on video game packages. There's parents that don't even know what the ratings are that the you know that they have on them. You know, M. Oh, I guess that you know means it's got music. I don't know. Like here you go. Like, it, it, like you have to look at the back for all the stuff, and half parents say okay anyway. But anyway, like aside from that, aside from bad parenting, like if you're really trying to protect anybody, then wouldn't you limit it to the games that have higher ratings? You know, things that have mature content, ha- things that have violence in them, as opposed to just like, oh, blanket, everything. Now it doesn't mean anything anymore. It's that, that's why people don't pay attention to the ratings now. <laughs> I, thought, I thought they tried that before, restricting it to just M&A games, and that got shot down. So I think that's one of the changes that they made is to lower the rating, I think, in the hopes of letting this uh, pass again. But I just, I, 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 like, if it was going to pass, you would think that it would have passed when you were limiting it to stuff that actually deserved it. And on top of that, the fact that, like, that they, they retracted the, the statement anyway. And it was just a statement, not like, here's a whole study or anything. Like, uh, like they, they did a new study and they were like, yeah, if you're already got a problem, it's going to make it worse. Like, if you're already violent, it'll, it, it'll probably make your kid more violent. But if they're not, no link. So, like, number one, like, okay, like, the labels don't even, you know, necessarily need to go on them. I, and... I'm this. I'm not necessarily like against like oh making clear labeling or something like that, but the way that it like you're asking to get it killed again, like oh man, we're just gonna spend our time trying to put these labels on these video games, taxpayer dollars at work, just so that we can keep trying to do that over the years. I don't know. Seems like a waste of time. But I I guess what I'm looking at though is it's you know exposure to violent video games has been linked to aggressive behavior and fundamentally fundamentally couldn't you argue simply like if oh I'm in the room with somebody playing that game and then I decide to play that game well if the game wouldn't a violent video game playing that couldn't that be interpreted as aggressive behavior so simply in just watching the game and then playing it doesn't that effectively prove the statement true not that that necessarily actually provides any service warning somebody that if you watch this game you might want to play it but i don't know it it, it all seems a bit superfluous uh, it's just I think superfluous <laughs> is the perfect word <laughs> for all of that it's just <laughs> unfortunately and I, I don't i, I don't want to sound crass or anything but it's just two old guys who don't know what they're talking about. Like, they have outdated information, and they aren't, you know, they haven't, you know, checked into it to see, is that even really accurate, you know? They probably have somebody that checked, that said, hey, I found this. You know, I checked it out, and they just took their word for it. And that's it. Like, clearly they're not up on the issue, you know, as much as they would like, as much as they would like to appear that they are, they're really not. 
and we already saw this during SOPA, how many of the people trying to pass that bill actually knew a goddamn thing about the internet? Right. Like, nobody. They had experts telling them, like, you're wrong. And they're like, dab, 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 fingers and ears. Like, it's the same thing. It is. It is it is tone deaf. Like, it's just, it is people who don't know what they're, like, what they're talking about. It'd be one thing if you came at it reasonably, but, like, you, you've, you've made it more unreasonable. Like, oh, man, everything but early childhood, even if it's not violent, put that label on it. We're going to base it on this old study that's not even true because they retracted the statement. But we don't care about that. Let's do it anyway, guys. Like, America. I don't know. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, but SOPA, SOPA made sense at least that you had large corporations backing support for it because they had a vested interest in the ability to sort of shut down websites on the internet, you know, willy-nilly. Oh. Oh, yeah, Where, whereas here, I, I can't imagine there's any, like, corporations that want to just arbitrarily brand all video games. I think it doesn't it, have to it, be a corporation. It, it, no, it, it's, it's, it, I mean, I'm assuming there's like family oriented groups and stuff of that nature. That's probably behind this. Um, but I, I, but they don't, I can't imagine that they would have the same war chest that, that SOPA had. You'd be surprised because those people, they work in different places. Some of the biggest people who back like, you know, are two political parties. Uh, like back them with a lot of money and they back them for their ideal ideologies that seem kind of, you know, old fashioned or yeah, I guess depending on what side of the coin you're looking at, like, it, but like they back them for their ideologies, not because, oh, well, this affects my company, so to speak, like that happens too. But a lobbying people just lobby for ideas too, and they're willing to throw money at it. And this kind of proves it. You know, I hate, I hate to, Give an, give them an idea, but it seems to me like the way that they're attacking video games is causing violent behavior. That, that seems a bit flawed. I mean, the, the the statement was retracted, and it's not even really proven. But I feel like if you wanted to, if you if you needed to brand video games with a warning, I feel like there's a plenty good warning for saying like, don't play this for too long. Sitting on your ass all day is bad for you. That is very clearly unhealthy. And I think that argument could be applied to all games, e even EC games. And uh, I, I, I feel like there'd be a lot less, there'd be a lot less resistance to that because that I think is, is fundamentally true. I, I, this, this is just, it's drawing attention and I don't even know why they're, they're drawing attention to that. We haven't had like a major game related violent incident lately. Well, that's because you don't have any lawyers who are trying to pin it on video games like we had with, uh, you know, Johnson and all his fun stuff forever ago, fighting with Penny Arcade and whatnot. But, I mean, it it also, in a way, is like, well, if you can pin this on video games, like, if you can make put a label on every video game that says, like, oh, it can be linked to violent behavior, like, how long is it before people start believing it, regardless of what the facts are? And then how long is it before, well, maybe we can limit video games or stop selling violent video games or put things under one giant umbrella. That sounds a bit conspiracy theorist, but I mean, we've already seen California go through like, Oh, we're going to try and, you know, not sell the games. But, uh, I, like if you can prove, like, if you can make people believe that they're violent, even if they're not, you know, that's just another step in the, you know, the crusade some people have. If you can make people think they're violent, even though they're not, I think that might actually sell more games in some ways. People might want to buy Journey. <laughs> well, well, they, I think the whole the, the bill. Well, if they actually pushed it through, which I seriously doubt, um, it would do more damage than good because, you know, you're gonna have a lot of parents who just take that at face value. There's a lot of parents 
who don't know anything about video games. And if they see, like, they're not going to look into the fact that a Mario game isn't really, well, you know, it's not violent. A it's violent if you're a turtle. If you're a turtle, but who's a, turtles aren't playing Mario. But as I was saying, like, you know, it's, it's not the violent nature that they're speaking of here, like GTA style, you know, stuff like that. That they will just be like, they'll read it and be like, oh, this game is violent just because of the warning label that's on it, even though the game itself is not violent. You know, even though well, to see a label like that would be look really silly on like I don't know, like a My Little Pony game. And, but that's what they're talking about, and that's why I mean, like that's why it it loses effectiveness. It's on everything, so it's not like oh, it's on GTA, but it is also sitting on the shelf next to it on the Adventure Time game that's coming out on DS or My Little Pony or whatever, like Barbie games. Like it, it, it people aren't going to pay any more attention then. Once you see that, like all a kid, all any kid worth his salt has to do is pick up a Barbie game and be like, mom, it's on this one too. And mom will be like, oh, I guess you're right. Game over. Your, 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 your label means nothing. Or it means know. that sis doesn't get to play her Barbie game now. That's true. <laughs> now, now I got, now mommy's got an excuse not to buy anything, but yeah, I, I just think like if you're, if you're trying to actually attack it, like you're just going about it entirely the wrong way. But yeah, I think it, it doesn't do anything even if it does pass or one way or the other like it doesn't help anything at all not even the issue they're actually trying to fix supposedly the one other thing i wonder is i know we we recently saw the addition of actual graphic images of lungs to cigarettes and i wonder if at some point if this did pass if we wouldn't get like graphic images of like people who were shot in the head or something on the game packages to discourage people from buying them which would be hilarious let's throw up this incredibly violent image on the basis of what on the cover of something that might cause you to be more violent yeah i i really can't imagine it getting that far i really cannot and if i don't know that's the kind of pass backwards you know logic though that ends up prevailing i don't know this is very true but hopefully that doesn't go anywhere i really don't think it will but we'll see but uh, moving on to our next topic, more I you know I really tried not to talk about Mass Effect this week, but some major movement has happened and on the Mass Effect three front that you know we just really couldn't ignore. Um, first off, a an FTC complaint was filed against Bioware, EA, or I think just against EA. Um, and actually, a FTC complaint and a complaint at the Better Business Bureau were filed. Well, multiple uh, claims were filed against EA for Mass Effect 3's ending. Um, actually, there was a user specifically on the Bioware forums, L Spike, L underscore Spike. He says, this is not something I was happy to do, but after the ending, after the terrible ending, there was no way, there was, oh, sorry, <laughs> but after the terrible ending, that was in no way the product that I had been advertised, or had been advertised to me, and the lack of any kind of response from Bioware EA to address this, I felt it was one of my only recourses. I'll be returning my copy of the game before the end of my 30-day return policy if the ending still hasn't been addressed by then. And then he also says, file the Better Business Bureau complaint as well. The BBB will at very least notify EA of any complaints they receive, so every complaint filed is something that EA will hear about. And have to deal with, and have to waste time with, and not address your issue. Yeah. But, but the, 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 it's so much wider than that. Just, 
Maybe you start. <laughs> I, I need to put my brain in order. Oh, uh, well, all my thoughts about this? Oh, about yep. the, uh, the FTC stuff? Well, obviously, I think anybody except the die, you know most hardcore diehard Bioware Mass Effect fans will say this is, this is a bit overboard. Uh, it's more than a bit overboard. It really is overboard. I mean... Uh, to file an FTC complaint, like you weren't giving given what you were advertised, like really, like for the most for the majority of the game, even let, let's not even talk about the end because I haven't played it from the sources I've heard from like personal friends and reading the forums and stuff like that. I have heard that it's the ending. Um, you may not get as choices as you think you may get. But I've heard from people that they didn't mind the ending. Some people liked the ending. Some people didn't like the ending. But not even talking about the ending, I'm pretty sure throughout the rest of Mass Effect 3, you are given what you are advertised. You know, you get to play as Shepard and make certain decisions and stuff like that. And the fact that only maybe only the ending doesn't give you the options that you want is really not something that you need to take to the FTC because overall you were given what you were at, you know, what you, uh, you know, what you were advertised and the ending, I can totally see how the ending, you may not be given as many choices because I mean, you know, uh, you know how many different, like you're talking about three, ga- three games of choices, how many different endings they would have to put together to satisfy everyone was just not possible. So I, I and even then you wouldn't, so you wouldn't satisfy everybody. Even if they make a change, like these people want them to make, not everybody will be happy because you can't make everybody happy. Right. And I, I think that's it's it's unrealistic to try to make everyone happy. At the same time, because I've expressed it before, if, if, if you bought the game and you're unhappy with the game and you voice your opinion to the developer, okay. You know what I'm saying? That, that's, that's something that you can do. But trying to get the government involved in something like this to do your dirty work for you, that is... That's... That's a bit much, guys. Like, come on, that that that's a bit much. Stop, stop, stop telling dad. You know what happened. Like, you know, you got, you got to handle your business yourself. You know, and it's not even like you're telling dad. It's like you're telling dad's coworker who like has no children because the FTC, like, in fact, Michael Pactor, like, it, as much as I don't necessarily agree with the guy all the time, like, he was like, the FTC regulates business to eliminate anti-competitive behavior and com- and protect consumers from fraud. ME3's disappointing ending isn't fraud. Yeah. And it's not. <laughs> like, it's not. Just, there's tons of bad endings to things. There's tons of just bad things. I, I don't complain to the government to get my money back if I saw an Uwe Boll movie. Even though maybe I should, <laughs> but it's not fraud. That's on you. you yeah, should, that's you what will. I mean. I I got tricked one time, but anyway, like it, you're you're just going in the wrong direction. It's kind of like the guys before with the labels and stuff. It's like if you're trying to address your problem, like you're going at it the wrong way, because it's like, oh, we're just gonna make a lot of noise and ruckus, but like we're not gonna do it in effective manners. Like all you're doing is being a spectacle of yourself. And it, how long is it, like, if you haven't already hit that point before people are like, <laughs> what are you even doing? Like, nobody takes you seriously. Exactly. I mean, all EA really has to do is get their legal team, which I'm pretty sure they have, on, you know, on call to just, you know, put a package together, send it like, this is why these, false, these claims are false. If it even came down to that, if the FTC didn't just automatically toss that in the garbage. 
which is a good chance they might have been like, oh, okay, well, thank you for your complaint, and then go about their business. Better Business Bureau is going to send, you know, nagging letters, and that's pretty much it. Like, they're not, if that, if they even go that far. Actually, I think they're required to, to at least send, right. this, to send the, uh, you know, the notification. And the funny thing about that is, like, okay, like, you complain to the Better Business Bureau is, like, if, is if, like, you didn't, like, your, your entire, your experience was bad. Like, was your entire experience bad? Did anybody even even if you just played Mass Effect three, like you played that whole game and you're like, man, this is such a gigantic piece of shit, and the ending was just the shitty shit on top, like cherry on top of the shit that you were like just so disgusted by it or whatever that like you, it was the worst thing that ever happened to you and you felt like your money was stolen from you, like who? Why would you play the rest of the game? Why did you even get to the end? Exactly. That's the thing. If you get to the end and all of a sudden you don't like the game, you're just being emotional. All right. And I mean, I've saw like, I, okay, actually I didn't see it because I didn't, I wouldn't read it because spoilers in there, but in the forums for, for Bioware, Katie was telling me like, she's like, there's lists of people in this, in this thread, like about the FTC thing that are like, oh yeah, I return my game to, to Amazon and yada 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 and got my full refund or returned it to GameStop and got a real full refund because you know haha I tricked them I'm imposing I'm a physically imposing person or whatever you're everything that's wrong with the world Wait, but what you know, what yeah and it's like how do you have any how do you, how do you have any say then you got your money back that's exactly that's yeah. your complaint then your complaint's gone your complaint doesn't matter anymore why should they change anything for you and that uh, I don't I'm gonna let you go but do you, I hope people realize that, that does not affect EA Oh, no, not at all. But on top of that, too, it's like, so you played the entire game and got to the end, and man, I'm really disappointed by this ending, so I'm going to get my money back. Like, you're an asshole, because, like, you didn't, you're like a person who finishes, like, almost their entire meal, and is like, there's a problem. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you're that yeah. fucking person. You're that person. There's been tons of disappointing endings and things that otherwise are pretty awesome. Like, there are people who are disappointed by, like, in every media, actually. Like, not even, like, it's hard to end something that, like, goes on for a while or people get attached to without people taking the ending badly, no matter what you do. Exactly. Like, Friends ran for fucking how long on TV, and how many people were mad at that ending? Yeah, but that went bad before the ending. Oh, I know. But I, I don't, I didn't care. I don't give a shit about Friends. But, like, there were people who did care, still. By the time they got to the end, people cared. Does anybody even remember how Seinfeld did it? <laughs> did it ever end? As I said, did it have an ending? <laughs> like, and in, in, in beyond that, movies, books, like, music. Like, you, oh, man, that fucking note at the end. Jesus Christ. Like, how, like, we just, it's entitled whining. And it's all based on the illusion of choice and and bioware did such a good job of giving that illusion for so long that people really did come to think that like i own all this shit this is mine and it gets shattered for you when they have to they have to come up with an ending and that's all this is this is backlash from an, the being given the illusion of choice ownership whatever you want to call it and the ftc like all that shit's going about the wrong way i mean like I guess like it's gotten like so bad, quote unquote, that Ray Zerk, I never remember how to say his name. No, the uh, uh, even the vice president or music? Oh, sorry, co the co creator? Mazika? Uh Dr. Ray Mazuka. I 
the co-founder co of Bioware. Yeah, yeah, that guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, last name, like, that's what I, I guess something finally stumped me. As much as I've seen his name, I actually I can't even take a guess at how that really goes. But even he had to, like, respond to stuff. And it's, it's like a, it's a well-written letter. And it doesn't say, like, hey, we're changing the ending for you guys or anything. Like, it well, says, like... They're going to give you additional stuff, but I can gonna guarantee it's going to be DLC. Stuff. They're gonna, exactly. They're going to give you additional stuff. They're not going to change shit. <laughs> not really. Not in any way that matters to anybody who plays that game is going to, like, really be... If, you, if you're really upset about, like, for a real reason, like, that you're going to be accepting of. If anybody, if people that like have this 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 complaint about the ending and like they release whatever DLC to like address some questions and stuff like that, like and you're satisfied by that, I don't know why you complained in the first place. You you just I you might as well just walk up like to EA headquarters and just hand them your bank account information or something. Like I I I wouldn't understand how that would be an acceptable recourse if you're really upset about the ending. Uh, to to my understanding, the biggest the big thing about the ending, and you know, feel a Mass Effect person who's beaten the game can feel free to correct me. But from what I'm hearing, actually, no, no, don't correct him. We don't want to know what happened. <laughs> oh yeah, that, well, actually, no. We'll, we'll, correct we'll, him in private. <laughs> yeah, you'll hear what I'm, what I'm getting ready to say. But to my to my understanding, the the biggest problem with the ending is the lack is the fact that the your choices throughout the game really weren't reflected as much as they should have been. That's what I've been hearing. Now, if there's like a problem with clarity, I haven't heard a single complaint about that. Cause that's what that's what the co-founder is talking about. He's saying we're gonna add, um, you know, content or you know, content initiatives to you know to provide additional clarity for for some items that players may not have felt was were was uh, explained. I guess as well as it could have been, but that's not the complaint I've been hearing. From what I've been hearing, people are upset that they didn't have the options that they really should have, you know, that all roads, you know, you know, all doors led to the same road or all the roads. Not led to the true same from door. what I've heard, three different endings and they don't like, I mean like two of them I've heard are like kind of similar, but like there's a big difference between like, not all three are like the same thing. Okay. I, mean, I would say from what I've heard, it's that it's, it's not enough. The, uh, the endings, uh, don't reflect enough, you know, your your shepherd in the game, which is really difficult to do, you know, because you know everybody's shepherd is is, is different. That, that's you what I mean. Like that's it's the illusion of choice. Like you, everybody's shepherd is so different, and like like you said when we started, like to have them actually be able to like address like all the possible endings and stuff like that. Like how like how many endings would you have to have made? You know, like, you see things reflected in the world, and in the end, like, shouldn't that, like, kind of be enough? It's not, like, as if, like, people you let die or killed or whatever or, like, all standing there at the end like it's lost or some shit, and, like, everybody's like, hey, what's going on, Shepard? Like, that doesn't happen unless that does happen, in which case I'll be pissed, but I have not heard anybody, like, just lose it like that, let's say something like that happen. Like, it is reflected because it's reflected in the world. Like... You need like a cameo from every character, or like a, or like one of those like post logs that tells you what everybody's doing now that the game is over or something. Like, there's gonna be more Mass Effects. Like, the Shepard story's over, sure, but they they've already said there's gonna be more Mass Effects. But you have to figure there was always the plan. I mean, like there was always the plan. So it, it, as much as he's talking about these these new game initiatives, 
I mean, how much of that is actually in response to what they've seen happening? And maybe did they even anticipate this to a degree that, oh, you know, we'll, we'll really get everybody riled up and then we'll bring out our DLC and, and maybe we'll charge a little more for it because people are going to be, be, you know, ferocious for it. And so they'll get it and they'll get their little happy ending and their little, their little smiley face and they'll walk away and we'll, we'll get all your money. It's, I don't uh, know if it's that deep, but I mean, I definitely think that they had plans for DLC, well, and they played, and they planned to address certain things, and people just jumped the gun, and they're like, okay, and like, I know that there, I'm sure there are people who straight up want the endings themselves changed, but I, if nobody has broken it to you yet, that is never going to happen, ever, and it, and it, and that reasoning goes well beyond Mass Effect itself, like that sets a precedent for like every creative medium and every creative thing ever. And that just won't happen. I can guarantee you that. But it's not fundamentally the first time um, that something like this has happened, where where people have complained about a, a finale that it, they didn't get all the all the resolution of the answers that they wanted, and then the you know the, the producers went out and produced extra content afterwards. They produced uh, extra content, but when has anybody ever like literally le- completely changed the ending of the game? And this is the ending now. Like, here it is. We changed the ending. Well, they can easily add more endings via DLC. Right. I mean, they can add more endings, but that's not fundamentally changing, like, the, you know, three endings that you're able to achieve. Right. But that's the thing. I think people want endings that reflect their shepherd. So if if they give them another ending that reflects their shepherd, then they'll shut up. I don't think that that's what they're doing though. Like they're oh, saying they're, they're going to address no, additional things. That. Yeah, they, for, like like I said, from what it sounds like, it sounds like from what they're hearing is people want clarity. That's not what I'm hearing. From what I'm hearing is people want their endings to reflect their shepherds. And so I mean, I, I, I just, it, it that, to... that that kind of an argument. Like I don't understand that argument because like you see everything and like it, throughout the entire continuity of Mass Effect, like affected. By your shepherd, well, like the what happens to your shepherd at the end is kind of inconsequential, almost actually, when you look at the whole picture. Well, has no know. nobody here knows the ending, correct? No, That's correct. exactly. Just, so we don't uh, know what happens to shepherd. We don't know if it's a behavioral thing. I mean, I could get I could go grab Katie, and we could all just walk away and put everything on mute, and Katie can just talk for like five minutes about the endings. If anybody wants to be spoiled that badly, but then you got to listen to it later anyway. I don't um, think if anybody really wanted to, they they could probably find them out there, or they right. could even play the games themselves and then return they, them. They anyway. have like full endings like on YouTube. I'm pretty sure they like because Katie watched like like the last like half hour of the game leading up to the endings type of things. Like people like put the entire thing on there for all like the different endings and choices and stuff. So it's not like here's the ending, here's ending two, here's ending three. Like you actually get to see the choices that you get to make leading up to it too. So they're available. People can find them online if you wish to be spoiled, if you have not played the game and don't care. Yeah, but I'm saying, like, as of right now, nobody here has seen the ending, so we don't know what really happens to Shepard or what, you know, what he does in the end. Like, is it out of character for your Shepard? Like, my Shepard would not have done that, and that's what people are upset about, you know? It, it could be a lot of different things, but... I mean, I feel like we're just going to kind of talk in circles, but, like, there's certain things that you, like... Because you have choices doesn't mean that you have all the choices. You there's certain things in Mass Effect you never are going to get. The fact that you're even given a choice means that you, like that you don't have choice. And to to put it in a certain way, like there's certain things you can't change. Like Reapers are always going to attack Earth in the third game, no matter what you do in the other two. Like 
you know, like certain characters may live or die, but like certain storylines and stuff don't necessarily completely go away. You know, stuff happens regardless. Like there are things that Bioware intends to happen, and just because they did a good job up until like the very end of Mass Effect Three, like really like kind of covering up the fact that like you don't, you kind of don't have any choices, or that your choices are really like here's A, B, and C, and ripple effect. You know, that. I, I don't know. It just doesn't. It just seems like kind of a poor argument. They're like, oh, that's not what my shepherd would do. Your shepherd does what Bioware allows them to do, even if you have three choices, in in doing so. Well, I mean, in the game, all about choice, standing being the most, you know, being one of the most important things in the game. I could, I can see how somebody can get upset. I'm not saying I would boycott. Not boycott. But I'm not saying I would go after Bioware. But oh, well, that sucks. Okay, you know. Yeah, that's, like, that's how that is. I mean, but, okay. but look, there are people. Look at the most entitled group of fans on the planet: Star Wars fans. I, Star Wars fans. Everything that George Lucas does is wrong. Well, everything. yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> even that group, I, I me included. I don't. I don't necessarily hate George Lucas like some people do, but you know. Like nobody likes what George Lucas has done, like in the last like twenty years. So, like, but even that group of people isn't like, well, obviously that means he needs to change the ending or redo the like the prequels or, or no, because that dude's creative. Like, it doesn't matter like how much choice or if it's you know, oh, I saw that in the '60s and I'm watching it now and I love that that's been my whole life or whatever. Like, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how much time is it gets tied to your life or how much you've invested in it like it's somebody else's creative vision but the games are different because you are way more invested in the game I especially like mass effect especially like to mass a certain effect. extent i mean i disagree to a certain extent mass effect like i said mass effect had an illusion and they did a really good job with the illusion so much that people thought something that didn't exist which is that you are in control you, you never are really in any creative endeavor like Unless like you create it yourself or you you've created it yourself, like illusion and actually like just because like you hold a controller, like a, they can make you do whatever you they want during the course of that of any game. Like just because you're holding a controller and you control some things that your character does doesn't change like the fundamental. I guess like I don't know if you want to call them rules or whatever, but like how someone at, like the fact that you're not in control of somebody else's creative endeavor. Even if it's a team of people or single person, whatever the case is, All right? But they can still voice. Even oh, if they, I'm not, not saying. But see, that's the thing. I'm not saying that they can't voice their opinion. I'm just saying, like, I I don't know what you expect. You can be upset, but like to literally like start a movement where you say we want you to change it because we're upset. This is something kind of totally different. Like, it's not the same thing as like, oh man, I'm a Star Wars fan. I'm really fucking disappointed in George Lucas because he's fucking up my life again. <laughs> like, it's two different things. But I mean, I guess it would be hard to see the difference. But standing on the inside, I don't know. Yeah, but how many how many people take a look at you know what Lucas has done and 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 they say I'm not happy with this and then they rewrite it themselves and I mean they, they, you know they don't That's get fine. the same attention. And, they're, and they're a but whole it's, fan it's a world of fanfic, exactly. yeah. Exactly. I, there's a whole fan you know, fiction. It's a, crea- it's a creative outlet, and, and hopefully it then inspires people to go and and produce their own media that they can then unleash on the world and disappoint everyone with the ending that they have. <laughs> so. <laughs> truth maybe that's what needs to happen maybe what needs to happen is that they need to stop you know the the way to get them to stop like you know bothering bioware and going to the ftc for stuff that the ftc isn't going to do anything about bugging the bit of business bureau maybe somebody just needs to go and post a link on the retake mass effect page for 
the fan fiction site. And everybody go write your own new endings. Go write your old stories. If you wanted to have that sexual encounter with Rex, you can have that now. <laughs> what is with you and Rex and sex? Like, I, I see your Twitter. That was not me. I didn't say anything about Rex and sex. <laughs> that was somebody who tweeted at me about it. That was somebody who tweeted at you about it. Yes. Don't. Oh, yeah. Admiral Mikey. It's all coming back to me now. <laughs> Let's not get it twisted. I said that Rex tells good war stories and like he went a whole nother direction. <laughs> so Admiral that is Mikey. not me. Gotcha I'm just number. saying, it's a good example of somebody that you don't get any, as far as I know, any kind of relationship options with at any point. So... Like you can have, you literally can have anything that you have, and even that, like even that sort of thing. What if I, what if I, you know, what if somebody was really crazy, like, oh man, I fucking love Rex, I want to have a bromance with him, like a real bromance, like <laughs> this is intermingling or something, like I, like you don't get that choice. It's not your choice, even maybe if you really, really want that to happen. Maybe that's the ending. Is that after all you've done with Shepard and whatever relationships he has, the end of it is him kissing Rex and they walk off into the sunset. <laughs> Fuck the universe. <laughs> that would be the best troll ever. I would. I want to go play it right now if somebody could tell me that actually happens. That'd be the best. No matter Man, what it is, it's that would warrant the response we've seen. Actually, like, yeah. <laughs> no matter. I, what, I think there would only be silence. Yeah, like it's stuff. Exploding, it's like Watchmen stuff's exploding. A nuke explodes in the background, but you know they walk up to each other and they hold each other, like while it blows in the pieces or something. And then there's another one where everybody's happy and they're having a ticker tape parade and they look at each other longingly. Like I would love all those endings. It'd be the best troll ever perpetrated, ever on any and anybody anywhere. <sighs> Let's move on. Can we move on? Yeah, we can move on to the next topic, which is iPad three. Do you really, I mean, we're going to move from one angry thing to the next angry thing for you. <laughs> um, the iPad 3, obviously, I mean, I don't think you could be on Earth and not know this thing is out. Actually, it did come out already, right? Yes, it is. It came out this past Monday. Okay. And I'm not going to sit here and talk to you about how wonderful the iPad 3 is. Uh What I am going to talk to you Someone about. Someone else did that for us. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, pretty much, you know... The iPad 3 is a couple things about it. First of all, um, the processor in the iPad 3 will allow games to be as powerful, if not more powerful, than what we see in current generation consoles. Um, Another thing about the iPad is that it actually has a resolution above high definition. Actually, I'm going to pull up the resolution right now, which is... Maybe not. Anybody have that resolution on hand? Whoops. Uh, tw- it is. 2048 by 1536. Yep, there it is. Yeah, 2048 uh, by 1536, which, um, you know, that's great and all. I mean, how how many inches is the iPad? Uh, the iPad is it like seven inches or is it nine inches? I, either way, it really, uh, I, uh, in my opinion, like a resolution that big for a screen that small really doesn't make a difference, but whatever. Not not talking about that. Um there's been talk about how Apple is going to sneak into the living room now. This is their goal to take over gaming, or they can use the iPad to take over gaming. Um, you know, and that the console makers really need to now watch out for Apple because of the the Apple ecosystem and how it can you know invade the living room. Uh, my big thing about pretty much any report that I've read that's talked about this is there a complete disregard for hardcore gamers? 
you know, they're like, well, they're going to have Apple TVs with iTunes attached to it, you know? And so, you know, it's going to have so many games available at launch. Like, it'll have a huge library. A huge library that'll make a difference for non-hardcore gamers, for, like, the the people who play Angry Birds or the people who play Farmville. But who's going to sit in front of their TV and play Angry Birds on the TV? I mean, I can see sitting in front of the TV, watching a TV show and playing Angry Birds on your phone. Not saying that the only game you'll be able to play is Angry Birds, but you know, a game like that on your phone. But, um, yes, you know, the new iPad is more powerful than, you know, current generation consoles, but current generation consoles are seven years old. Like, we all knew this was coming, right? Nobody here is surprised that this is, we're at this point, right? Like, wait, it just caught up? <laughs> like, I, like, yeah, I mean, it's, that was coming. And only if they do nothing for the next generation is it going to stay that way. I don't think anybody has any doubts that eventually, you know, like mobile, you know, tablets of any kind, not just iPad, because everybody wants to just pin it on Apple. Like somebody else is going to come out of that space like and and just blow everybody off, the, you know, blow the doors off everybody if it's really going to be a dedicated gaming thing. Um, And yeah, what's that? I said Val. (laughs) <laughs> Foul box. Um but I like I don't think anybody has any doubts that like, you know, that the smartphones, uh, tablets and stuff like that are going to eventually like get to the point where we can, you know, swish my computer down into a tablet. But eventually, like everybody seems to want the future to be here now. And I mean, was it like the Jetsons had flying cars and here we are in the year 2012. I'm <laughs> like, still riding on the ground. I'm still riding on four wheels on the ground because, you know, if it ain't broken, don't fix it, I guess, in a way. You know, like like the future's not here yet. Like It, it will be. And like, I, in fact, me and Joe were talking on the phone earlier this week and I said, like, it, I think eventually, like when it happens, everybody will know. You won't need anybody writing articles. You won't need anybody to tell you. You will know when the iPad or whatever thing, like, hits that mar- watermark. When you hit that 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 moment, everybody's just gonna be like, "Oh, cool, all right, that's the new thing." And that's gonna it, be that. And that'll be it. It'll, it'll it'll come quietly, and it will just pass in the night, and things will change because that's how things work. Like all the all the stomping on the ground and the articles and the hoorah Apple like it when it happens it'll happen quiet and it's not gonna happen in the next generation and it's not happening and it's not happening right now which is what everybody seems to be saying with this like even if I Apple TV comes out or even if all these other things like it's not here yet and all of these things have a fundamental flaw that everybody talks about and it's that everybody kind of talks about how publishers developers the gaming industry needs to change everything to fit inside apple's you know view of the world and the ipad and, and the iphone and stuff but they don't talk about how like apple will never make any concessions for gaming not really yeah. like as it, it stands right won't. now there's a yeah. gi- a gigantic problem with cloning in the app store you know like you really think ea is gonna put up with somebody cloning mass effect you know <laughs> They, they might be happy to let them because then at least the fans will have to spread their rage out. <laughs> Trouble all. Yeah, but but uh, and even then, it's like, would, and you have to get to the point where you can have that. Like, oh, it's great that it has a twenty forty eight by fifteen thirty six screen, 
But well, number one, 1080p is still the standard. Like, yep. like what TV? Like I, you were telling me about it with Mitsubishi or something. Yeah, Mitsubishi a, had one a while back that had a that had a um, resolution over high definition, and it went nowhere. Like they're not making TVs that do that now. Yeah, like it's not until like everybody like kind of steps forward at the same time that you know like or people are like okay it's time it's kind of the same thing like you know one day you looked up and 720p was like the new thing one day you looked up and 1080p was the new thing one day you looked up and and everything was hdmi it didn't it nobody had to write articles nobody had to herald it yeah like, but if, if you're talking about something kind of just like walking past you and then behind you being like hey i'm here isn't that exactly what a trojan horse is like aren't they aren't you sort of agreeing with the premise of the article I agree. Like, I guess I agree with the idea of like it being a Trojan horse, but that's not he. The the title says Trojan horse. What he's really saying in the article is something completely different. Yeah. Like he's not saying it's sneaking up on anybody. He's saying like, man, like they just changed everything because that's kind of what everybody always says. Like he goes into a more detail and stuff like that, but it still doesn't address like very simple things. Like I think he briefly mentions the fact that like, oh, you know. It comes out at like six hundred dollars or you know more, like on like a shorter time frame. But they'll get used to that. No, they won't. Especially if like Apple, which they won't. They will never like even if especially if Apple won't even like bundle like a controller in when you buy the iPad. Oh yeah. Because that puts it into a box for them. Not not just like literally into a box, but it puts it into a box, which is what they don't want. They want iPad to be everything, or everybody to think that it's for everything. If you put a controller with it, it's a console now, not a do-everything tablet. Yep. And Apple will never, they won't ever, like, put baby in a corner like that. But I don't think they do it so blatantly, but given that, because the one one term that the article uses is ecosystems, and I I could see them doing something along the lines of you have your TV, your, your Apple TV, your Apple iPad, and your Apple iPhone. And together, those devices will will magically work such that you can play a game with the processor in your iPad appearing on your TV, and your phone could become the controller. And Which the that, phone is a crappy controller. Well, yeah, that too. Well, yeah, but they also point out that people got used to crappy FPS controls with uh, that with the shooters. A big issue with that because he he's making a like a kind of a fallistic equivalent there, like that. There was never a time where PC was so dominant over consoles that that was like a a concern that actually mattered or like that they replaced like consoles replaced PC on that basis. Consoles like PC was always a smaller piece of the pie. Like even even during the crash, even when Apple basically had all of it when when the you know the the gaming crash in 83 happened and they were basically like well we're a computer so we're still going and we were they were still doing games like they were like the only thing left until you know it rolled over an NES but consoles always had more of the market than PC and it and 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 it also like two things is that well consoles were more dominant so when FPSs became popular it's because they became popular on consoles not because like they just supplanted PC, and the other thing is that it's still patently true that PC, like playing with input on mouse and keyboard for first-person shooters on PC, is way better than on console. The problem is that most people, there's so many people that play consoles that never have touched a PC because of how popular consoles are, that 
it never even mattered. But Those people never even touched a PC. But isn't to isn't do it. that isn't that the concern that they're they're trying to I guess expand the audience that there's so many people that own iPads that don't necessarily own a console that for them to you know play a shooter with a touchscreen that's acceptable that's the way you're supposed to do it they'll never know any better and that that's I guess who this would be targeted at. But you Which don't is still gaming that way. Yeah, you you still a certain kind of gaming that way. Like the way that people talk about iPad is that it will replace console gaming. That it will not no longer matter. It won't be around. It will you know kill consoles as dead as consoles killed arcades. And that like that's always the argument. And that's then that's not what you're talking about. Then if you're saying well Apple reaches so many more people, then those people will get used to a different type of type of gaming. Will consoles gaming, you know, will consoles footprint be smaller then? Sure. But it's already smaller compared to the iPad. If the iPad just happens to do things with gaming too and gets people used to it, it's still reaching the same people. Like, they're, people are talking about, when they talk about Apple having a Trojan horse or, you know, taking things over, they're talking about Apple supplanting what is already in place for gaming. They're talking about 360, PS3, Wii, Wii U, whatever comes after the other two being irrelevant. They're, they mean that like people will be like wake up one day and be like oh why should I even get that I'm Apple and and those things won't be in existence anymore that's what people are talking about and that's not like what you're talking about yeah totally possible but that's not what's being discussed uh, yours is more reasonable really <laughs> because I think that's more likely but I. It, it, consoles as they are are not ever going to just go away. It's not like they're ever just going to turn over and die or whatever. Like they can make you know its impact smaller in a certain way, but eh, like they're not they're not ever going to completely replace it for the people that enjoy those games. It's kind of like anybody who eventually touches a PC for a shooter is like, oh my god, I can't live without this in my life anymore. You know, smaller subset, but still important to gaming. I th- I think that fundamentally again to go back to the ecosystem point I, th- I think that there's sort of a, a war brewing and I, I I think what they're the point they're they're sort of making and then overblowing in this article is that you can kind of see all the sides aligning their pieces you've got Apple's ecosystem you've got Google with the talk of Google TV and, and Android sort of their ecosystem and then you've got Microsoft who is all has expressed interest before in dominance in the living room uh, and then to I guess a lesser degree well I guess and so- Sony to this you know has also had interest Nintendo not really at all they just like making consoles and Mario games but I, I think what's going to happen is that at some point every everybody wants to be that one box that controls all of your entertainment, including games and movies and TV. We sort of see that right now more so with the consoles, which I think is why it feels the way the article sort of perceives them as being under siege. It's sort of like this is sort of what the consoles are already staking out. Well, yeah, I mean, I guess like on that level, sure. It It's weird because, it, you know, like, yeah, everybody wants that box that does everything, but that's not it's not the same thing as taking over gaming. That means that, like, Apple continues its dominance everywhere else, and gaming is limited to gaming. But I think that's the concern, is gaming is sort of one front in this assault. And so we're 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 focused on sort of a battle, and they're trying to look at the war, if that makes any sense. But, but. The, it's not, though. Not when you're on a site called GameIndustry.biz, and you're talking about... And you're you're talking mostly about you know its effect on gaming specifically, not Apple and like the larger scheme of things being very popular, which it already is. Like 
they're kind of talking like if that's like if that was really the point, it's like you're kind of already uh, this, like Apple's this, already really popular. The iPad three sold three million in in three days. You know, if this was Gizmodo, it'd be a different story. A story right, like but that like on you Giz- don't. But it's not Gizmodo. It's- so the the focus is on the gaming industry and on gaming, not the wider war, as you put it. And you, what you're saying is completely correct. But that's not what they're that's not what they're doing. That's not what they're talking about. Not that's not their focus. Yeah. Consoles already they 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 don't have a dominance in, dominance in the living room. Like you're not gonna find a console in every home. They may know? be popular, but they're not everywhere. They're not dominant in the living room. They people may want have, to be. People I have think consoles the in their homes, and they're not in the living room. You know, they're not their main source <laughs> of entertainment. That's true. They're upstairs so in the room. that's like, they're not even really in that fight yet. Consoles do want to be, you know, a, a source of a primary source of entertainment, which, you know, I think Microsoft, more so than anybody else, is really displaying that. And, you know, Microsoft may use the Xbox uh, you know, or their ecosystem to go head to head with Apple, um, but that does, just because Apple is dominant in the living room doesn't mean it's going to replace gaming. Like, not everybody wants to have that single device, especially if that device, you know, let's say your iPad, let's say you set it up to a point where you can stream your iPad to your TV, and then you can also hook up a Bluetooth controller to your iPad. So for you know. You know, all bases will be covered for what people are complaining about right now. But just because Apple has that doesn't necessarily mean that um they're going to take over gaming because of, you know, a couple things. First of all, the different restrictions that they have on their, on their uh, you know, machinery. Like, while, yeah, the iPad is nice. iPad is great. But I can guarantee you there's tech out there that you can, that can build, you know, have a more powerful tablet. Then what Apple's notorious when it comes to underpowering their devices for the pricing. So, you know right. they want a sleek user experience, but not necessarily highest power. Exactly. Like the you know, there's a reason why the iPad can do everything it does, plus have a ten hour battery. You know what I'm saying? So there's you know, you have the restrictions that come with Apple. Well not come with Apple, but come with something like the iPad or an Apple device. Then on top of that, you have, uh, you know, well, I, I mentioned earlier, like, obviously iTunes would be their primary source of, um, you know, distribution. That would be their digital distribution channel. And, I mean, cloning is rampant. I mean, they're, they're, like, they, they can't keep up with the amount of clones that come out for, for certain games. And then those clones, they, they they get a lot of money for the games that, they, that they're cloning. You know, they take a lot of... We talked about them a few weeks ago, or I think actually when I wasn't here, you guys talked about it. Exactly. But, I mean, and like, and and that's and that's what I mean. Like, Apple's not going to change anything. Like, there may be certain changes. Like, okay, like the limit on a game in the App Store now is like I don't know what, like a gig or something like that. Like, number one, like that's not even gonna scratch the surface of most oh, like yeah. real games. But like, that could change. That's something that could totally change. And if things get popular enough, or if enough like interest is shown, they might be willing to change that. But there are certain things they're not ever going to change like i said they're not going to box the controller with their with their ipad um you know they're they're going to they're going to kind of let that ecosystem like the way the app store is now like it's kind of going to be the same damn way like even if gaming gets more involved there gets to be bigger players because there's bigger players involved now and you see mario clones and you see clones of street fighter and all that kind of crap like you see clones of stuff that's already on there from publishers like Capcom or whoever, like I can almost guarantee you, there is some sort of Mega Man X clone on 
the yeah. ta- like on on the app store and what's being done about it. Only when really enough like enough complaints are being held, but are they going to fundamentally change the structure? Like, oh, we're actually going to sit here and review it. We're going to have a different process. No, not why really. would they? Why well, would they the do thing that? Is, the reason why Apple devices have the sleek user experience they do is because Apple so tightly controls that environment, which leaves that doesn't leave a whole lot of room for flexibility when it comes to developing games stuff like that. You know, like Epic has a lot of pull when it comes to Microsoft. You know what I'm saying? But I seriously doubt they have that same pull, um, you know, when it comes to when it comes to Apple. You know, Apple's like, you know, they appreciate have being able, you know, having the Unreal Engine um, you know, uh optimized for the iPad, but I seriously doubt Apple's making serious concessions for gaming. You know, and okay, like here's a, here's one, like here's another example too. Um, <clears throat> you see a lot of like speaking of Epic and Microsoft, like okay, Gears of War comes on the 360, does not go to PS3. Why exclusive deal? I don't ever see Apple like saying like, oh well, we'll throw more money your way, or we'll you know do blank to keep your game as an exclusive on our on our platform, like. Now console exclusives are going more like going more away, but like in a way, like Apple won't play ball with certain things that are kind of like already accepted, even if they are like you know not as big a deal as they used to be, like console exclusives. But like Apple will never, you know, they'll be like, well, put it on the store, you know, and compete. Like if you give it to Sony, like who cares? Like I, we we have this much more you know user base than they do. But like people are gonna be like, oh well, why would I? You know, like there are certain there are certain developers that certainly do choose to like say like, okay, I'm gonna release something for our smartphone, I'm gonna release it for iPhone rather than Android, because well, iPhone reaches more people technically, or at least it did. I don't even know what the the number the numbers are like now. Pretty sure Android has overtaken that, but still doesn't make it does, right. it's not that big of a difference. But you know, like the, there's certain things that just won't ever change with Apple, like well, regardless. Yeah, but the strategy you just described is pretty much a front runner strategy, and even then, there's a lot of stuff that people will only do for, for Apple because they only have the time to develop for one ecosystem, and they're going to choose the one that's in the lead. So that I, I think generally you'll, you'll you, see, I think the the underdog, the one the one who's behind, like no, we need the exclusive content because this will sell our console, which is already struggling. Yeah, but yeah, but they, it kind of goes in the same thing though. Like, okay, they'll make concessions to go to Apple because because they are such a big player, you know. But are you going to make those concessions if, well, my work gets stolen basically, and somebody else makes fifty percent of my profits from it, and Apple basically sits around and does nothing, or they take the game down, or they force them to take the game down, and then we're mired up in legal trouble trying to get somebody, you know, to get our money back from this person who stole our game. And now I I don't see those profits from that game that I spent so much money and time doing when I could just go to 360 or PS3 and I know that if I put Gears of War 3 on 360, there won't be a battle of fighting, you know, 3 that comes out on it and sell, you know, and basically is the same game. So, So fundamentally we're saying then that Apple's not a threat to the consoles because they choose not to be. But if they decided to, you know, start enforcing, you know, sort of reducing the clones from the from the App Store, and you know, they said, "Oh, hey, you know, we're wholeheartedly going to make a controller, and we're going to go after that game market." If they made that conscious decision, that would be a problem. 
Oh, yeah, absolutely. It totally would be a problem if they made that decision, but Apple doesn't want that. You appeal to the most people by having it do the most things. So why would you do that? Like, if that happens along the way, all well and good. Oh, we took out console gaming on the way to, to, you know, world domination? Awesome. But it's not going to be a focus for them because they're like, oh, well, that's like 10 million people. Who the fuck gives a care? Like, we're reaching 50 million or whatever, you know, or a billion. Like, they don't, like could they do damage to gaming if they were like, we're going to go after the gaming market? Sure, but they're not going to do that. They would sacrifice the market that they have in a certain respect. Unless they are kind of like, oh, we're going to develop something on the side and release in the iGame. And then, okay, things have changed. And maybe that's that moment that I talked about where you're like, oh, okay, world's different now. <laughs> and and you move on with yourself. You move on with your life because you realize that things have changed. Well, that's if that happens. This is well, that's we're talking I mean. about is specifically about the iPad three. Oh, I, I know. I'm that, just saying, like they could be a legitimate threat if they wanted to put the the focus on doing so. But as it stands, they just they just kind of like, okay, well, here's some stuff that you can do, and kind of let other people make that decision. Yeah, well, for them to be a legitimate threat, they'd have to do all that, and Microsoft and Sony would have to stay still, which they're not. Which so far they haven't announced any new consoles. Well, I mean, we know that they have things in the works, though. And we know it's, well, hopefully, with the Xbox stuff, it's not going to be that bullshit that, they were, that people were talking about. You know? Yeah, I mean, it does kind of make you like wonder, like, well, like, it, maybe the idea, well, actually, not even wonder, because at this point, I think it's pretty obvious that, I mean, number one, like, yeah, they have to come out, and they got to come out and and do at least reasonably well, like, not the crap that we, some of the crap we've heard. But on top of that, I think we can all pretty much agree that at this point that like the idea of a 10-year life cycle is kind of not going to really work out anymore because you only get the, this many rumblings because, well, it's been seven years and things yeah, have just kind of been sitting around in the same way. Didn't we kind of think even then last time, like when they said, oh, yeah, these consoles will be around for 10 years, didn't we even then kind of think like that seems a bit long? That it's Well, they never really said that before, though. Sony was the only one that really came out, and that was only really when PS3 was getting announced and said that, like, we have a 10-year goal life cycle for these things. You know, my the, this lasted for 10 years. PlayStation 2 lasted for 10 years. We want PlayStation 3 to last for 10 years as well. Like... They never said, like, well, it'll be 10 years before you get another system because that was proven untrue with Sony with the PS2. That lasted for a couple more years, but it was already, things had already moved on without it. It just stuck around, still sold really well for some reason after things were over and the PS3 was out. People will um, buy cheap stuff. Well, cheap, yeah, that's cheap true. quality stuff. I should point out quality stuff because just because the PS3 came out doesn't make the PS2 like a, a bad product. It's it's inferior by comparison. But that's true. We went down to hundred dollars and everybody snapped it up like hotcakes. That's you're true. That's true. Um, but I mean, like I think we can kind of say like that ten year life cycle is just not reasonable because things advance too mu- things advance too fast now. Unless... Like maybe not maybe not three years or anything like that, but five years maybe more reasonable. Unless they include expansion slots. We've seen that before. (laughs) What if if the expansion slot is for you to put your iPad into your Xbox so that it'll become a super Xbox? Or just so I could just create Voltron? (laughs) (laughs) Like, is that the point we're going to get to? We can have Gundams and shit? And the Vita forms the head. Okay. If that's what you want to go with, Nick. (laughs) (laughs) I'm okay with piloting a giant 
console gaming robot thing <laughs> to protect the galaxy or something the, against the, first, the Reapers. The first console to come out with an actual robot you can pilot, they win the console wars. Because they destroy all the other consoles. Yeah, exactly. Somebody just takes that robot and blows up everybody else. Yeah. <laughs> but we've come a long way from the old ex- like expansion slots on like the Nintendo 64 and stuff like that. I mean, they can make expansion slots that, you know... No, I shouldn't say completely dummy-proof, but you know, are easy enough to, to 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 switch out. They can they can totally do that when it come when it comes to like you know, especially if they do put the GPU and CPU on one chip. That's totally doable. You know, actually, even now, average people replacing the hard drives on their PS3s. You know, True. I had a guy who didn't know a thing about computers, and he installed Linux on his PS3. I bet he regretted that decision afterwards. But anyway, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, like, you can make things easier for people. It's kind of like why they were talking about, like, you know, uh, consoles coming out or, you know, like, new gaming boxes coming out that you'd have, like, swappable components. Like, Alienware had the new Xbox-looking thing where it was like, well, you know, it's kind of like... It's it's interchangeable. It's basically a PC, but it's a PC that's kind of, like, idiot-proof in a way so that you could upgrade it. No, I'm just confused about why the guy who didn't know about computers installed Linux on his PS3. Because if you don't know about computers, why are you? Why do you need Linux on your PS3? Because he read it somewhere. But that's and it's free. Yeah. Like you said, people will put <laughs> put free, you know, cheap. He read know, about it. He's like, oh, that sounds it. cool, and then he did it. I was like, oh, well, good luck to you, sir. But hey, <laughs> but um, yeah. Let's, let's let's move on. We've been on that for a long time, but basically the iPad 3 is not the end of console gaming. I think anybody... That's the iPad 4. Yes, yeah, the iPad 4. No, but, it, you know... It's... Calling in the air, the iGame. <laughs> yeah, if, <laughs> if, if Apple decided to come come out with something dedicated, then maybe that's something that I, you know, I would can take more seriously. But, I mean, I could sit in here and talk for another 20 minutes about why the iPad... Even with it being more powerful, like graphically more powerful than you know a console, I can say for another twenty minutes and talk to you about why the di- the different you know reasons behind it. But we're just going to move. Technically, graphically more powerful, it's just the resolution is better. It it can't necessarily produce graphics that are on a level with, well, so it's not even as powerful. So to well, speak. the A five processor is supposed to be more powerful. Like it's supposed to be more powerful than the uh, the chipset that's in both the PS three. And the Xbox 360, which is not difficult to believe, right? So, not to mention to Those seven years to yeah, exactly to render at that resolution, you have to be packing, uh, you know, some some serious power. But I would like to see, I would like to see the iPad render Crisis Two at that resolution, and then we'll, you know, when you can render that at 60 frames per second, then we'll talk. Or even 30, because consoles get away with that right now, even if it's yeah. at 30 frames a second. But, like, let's see it do it without melting. Yeah. Actually, I read a report that the iPad, I don't know if it's a bug or something they're going to fix, but the iPad can get up to, like, 95 degrees, somebody said. Like, you can fry an egg on an iPad 3. That sounds like a terrible thing for your lap. (laughs) You don't even need an app for that. (laughs) (laughs) It does everything. Uh, Yeah, but moving on to our next topic. It's actually a topic that we've kind of talked about before. Um, but you know, GDC has just passed, so a lot of developers were, you know, they got together and they met there. And uh, the CEO of uh, 
double six, um, James Brooksby. Um, he's saying that, you know, when he went to GDC, he saw equal excitement and fear um, in regards to the new consoles, you know, next-gen consoles. A lot of developers are worried that smaller development houses are going to get pushed out because of the cost of development, which is... I mean, we see it now. Like We see now that you know bigger publishers don't really like to take risks. That's why we get a Call of Duty every year. You know, most publishers only they only want to do the blockbuster games that it, can. It, it was risky appending Modern Warfare onto that. What? I said it was risky to append Modern I Warfare onto. Co- <laughs> <laughs> I heard what you said. I was like, huh? I didn't get it. Well, no, I'm just saying they took a risk by changing the name. Wow. Ah, okay. Ah. Well, okay. That's my fault for not getting that joke, Nick. It's late. My bad. It's a bad one. Don't worry. <laughs> okay, good. I feel better about myself. It's hard being cheesy. I said that before. That is true. Point taken. Um, okay, but yeah, the uh you know, he says that, you know, he see, he saw a lot of fear and you know, as well as people who were looking forward to it. You know, there are developers looking forward to the next gen, but there are just as many, if not more, you know, that are worried that they're gonna get pushed out of that console space. You know, which is very it's a very good possibility, depending on how much the development cost is for games. Now, he says he doesn't expect for the development cost to hike as much as it did, you know, in this current generation. Because, you know, we went from, you know, going from PS2 to Xbox 360, that was a big jump. Because the consoles had never really been at the same level as PC. You know, that's the thing. they had never really been there. In terms of graph, in terms of graphics and performance, but you know the Xbox 360, it really came in at the same level as PC, which definitely helped it a lot. It helped pull a lot of players from PC, who were like, "Well, you know, I can buy this Xbox 360, and I don't have to worry about you know updating my PC and all that stuff." And it's good. Play with all my friends. Exactly. All the all the reasons. You know, so you know, there was a huge jump there in terms of, uh, you know, development costs. And he doesn't expect it to be as much, but still, we see them now trying to hike up prices, you know, Call of Duty Elite, <laughs> you know, $50 subscription service for a game that you already bought. And then, you know, well, if you have Elite, the DLC is free, but, you know, if you don't get Elite, then, you know, you have to pay additional money for DLC. DLC is rampant. Day one DLC, online passes... Fine. Fighting games, Street Fighter X Tekken, twelve characters getting released at like five dollars a pop. Yep. Like, you know, all that kind of stuff. Yep. See stuff, it all the time. Stuff that we wouldn't see before. So it's definitely I think it's definitely a possibility. But my thing is in regards to to the indies, um, specifically, I think I think that'll be fine because, you know, there's other platforms from the use. Like they don't necessarily have to get onto the console platform. They they don't have to get onto, uh, you know, Xbox Live or PSN. Even though Sony is much better at you know helping out indies to get on the forefront of PSN. So I don't think they really have to worry about anything there, unless they they definitely want to release like a AAA blockbuster and worry about getting funded. That's a whole another story. But if they're just trying to get a game out onto those consoles, I think they'll be just fine. Kind of the way it is now. Isn't, I don't know, isn't sort of the, the whole pricing issue, isn't that really, I think, 
what we have to be worried about is is hardcore game fans that as these prices go up and up and and the number of developers that can really afford to develop for them get smaller and smaller if you look at you know not to jump back a topic but if you look at something like the iPad where that you have those cheap $2 games or, or less that you know, unless you have a lot of money that you can invest into being a gaming fan it's sort of that it's almost like you're you're stuck you're stuck using an iPad for your your gaming console almost it, it, it's i think the the fear is almost justified in that regard oh but like the the iPad games well, as it stands right now really can't fill the void of let's say Infamous 2 you know what I'm saying or a game of that caliber like there are no AAA titles on an iPad and there don't there don't have to be I think the the problem is that yeah, but what would you do if Infamous 2 wound up costing you like $150 I wouldn't buy Infamous 2 yeah I think that's the problem is that like you can say that like development I think that the issue is less like cost as in terms of like it trickling down to the consumer because it, the development price has shot up a lot like this last generation like the guy mentioned um and game prices went up $10 and actually game prices over the years if you want to put in historical perspective have actually dropped by like half if you account for inflation and stuff like game prices like even like back in 2010 um that if you it was like streets of rage 2 or something for genesis like if you accounted for like it's $50 price point like back like midway through like the, the life cycle of the sega genesis it was like it's like $80 now and and that's like the low end like that's games being like 30 to 50 dollars then and that's not even accounting for games that are even older than that that sold for near the same price or same prices so like game prices really haven't gotten that much worse it went up 10 dollars, which was kind of like a shock to people it's kind of like gas in a way um but they, that price I don't think will ever trickle down to the consumer that much like I because they I think that they know that there's a point where consumers won't accept it like if you start trying to make a game eighty dollars and it's not like a collector's edition for something that you really really want people will skip it like without like without hesitation it doesn't matter how bad they want the next mass effect whatever mass effect 4 comes out at eighty dollars or something because it's got 20 new endings or something like you're not going to sell 3 million copies of that game anymore. Like, there's just, like, a price, like, and who knows where it is. Maybe it's at $60 now. But there's, like, a price where people aren't willing to go above. Like, that's why he didn't even hesitate when you said, you know, Mass Effect, $120, you know, $150. Won't buy it. <laughs> like, ever infamous. Like, uh, I don't think that that's, like, the, the, really the point. The point, I think the point is more that as if development prices get much higher for you know, publishers and developers that you see less people who are willing to like, like who are people who have the money get scared and they only want to develop. Like, in fact, we're already seeing it now. I don't even know why, like, it's more of like, Oh man, next console generation is kind of scary because we're already seeing it now that there's a lot of safe bets. There's a lot of iterations of the same series like going around there's a lot of like the sameness amongst things everything wants to be like call of duty because all call of duty sells really well uh, you know we see i wanted to say three three assassin's creeds and that's totally wrong <laughs> uh five assassin's creeds we're getting to yeah yeah oh four four who's the fourth four. one coming out? actually yeah yeah Brotherhood revelations no this will be the fifth one, two, Brotherhood, uh, yeah, Revelations. Fifth. Be the fifth. Be the fifth. Three will be the fifth. But I like 
and you know, Metal Gear Solid, like you can play it all all sorts of series, like not just trilogies, but like going beyond that now. And I think that that's more the concern is that like if the ba- the bets get so safe, nothing new gets made, like because well we got to spend half a or uh, half a million dollars lol, um you know fifty million dollars or something on a game, and well we're not going to do that for your new you know game where you hold your dog's hand or something like you that's not going to happen like sorry we're going to go you know call of duty route so i think that's more the concern it's like well if you're a development studio that's not making those sorts of games or doesn't have that kind of a pull or that kind of already established universe what what do you do now and you you kind of only get to go one place or to a couple of places so like I like me personally. I don't think that the development costs are going to rise like that much. That it's going to change things more than it's already been changed. Like I feel like it's already kind of like in that sore spot where it would be nice if like they'd get more reasonable about not everything needing to be AAA and all that kind of stuff, and maybe development costs won't have to be so high for stuff. But like I feel like we're already at that crossroads more so than like the next generation being that crossroads. You know, more so. I mean, I could see how it'd be worrying for like a smaller studio, but. Like, we're already kind of dealing with the, the fallout from the higher development costs now. Like, you're already seeing it in action. And where do most of those smaller studios tend to go develop? Don't they wind up putting stuff out on, like, the PSN or on the, the X, XB, Xbox Arcade? Right. You, they have those, smaller platforms. Yeah, and those, those, I'd expect, will stick around well into the next generation and beyond. It, it's Yeah, I think it's, like, it makes sense to have, you know, a, you know, a indie game kind of platform against your triple A or you know double A platform and then you still have PC and smartphones and iPad and you know just digital distribution in general you know I don't think it changed like he like he kind of like paints this like really scary picture in a way and it, I'm sure it is if like your livelihood depends on it but it, I, I don't feel like things changed that much I guess like it almost not it almost seems, it almost seems like and I guess maybe this is what we have now that it's almost like there's a feeder system. Like all the actual innovation happens at the small developer level and they develop the games just for, you know, the, the, the networks for download. And then if they do happen to strike upon an idea or a concept that strikes gold, then yeah, at that point it's a proven commodity and the triple A titles will right, it up, trickles up immediately. Up. Or that too. Yeah. Or they get swallowed up by something else. Yeah. It's very, I think that that's, you know, like the whole iteration, the same thing, same series, same stuff we've already established. Like you're not going to get many new ideas from that. Like innovation it could drop even more if like, if, if, if prices do go up even more for production for some reason, like, like way up more then yeah like it gets the whole outlook the whole ecosystem changes but i don't i don't see that it would that much i don't know i mean like especially if like it's one thing when you had 360 come out and it was like equal to a pc and power at the time when it came out and oh man we got to deal with all this new power and technology and all this stuff but now it's like well at the most, like you're probably going to be dealing with something that is probably old by the time the systems even actually come out or older. So it's not really such like a, a shock or anybody or anything to anybody. Like, and you can already develop for it and and not have it be unreasonable to do so. Yeah, I I don't really think it's going to be 
that big a problem. Like, I don't think studios are going to be shutting down at a higher frequency than they are right now. Yeah, I feel like if anything, it'll just be the same. People, if something doesn't do that well, people will shuffle, you know, the studio around, close it up, send people other places, give the game or the IP to somebody else to try and make it better. Yeah, like I think it, I think things don't change that much. I think um, in the beginning, like you know, it'll be a you know a little a little bit tougher until the the, the studios and the industry gets the tools that they need and their best practices down. And I think it'll go back to you know really what it was. But uh, only time will tell. We'll find out when it actually happens. But that's going to bring us to the end of all well, the news segment. I didn't forget the games this time, Nick. I did not forget the games. I'm, I'm I'm proud of you. Thank Woo. you. Yeah. So nothing really big coming out next week. Um, and that's why he didn't forget because he'd yeah. be like, nothing. Okay, bye guys. <laughs> exactly. Like you got like Rayman coming out for PC. Gears Three is going to the marketplace. Two Worlds Two is going to the marketplace. Like it, I Am Alive is going to be. Well, actually, no, that's the week after. So can't even talk about that yet. So yeah. <laughs> nothing really to talk about here there's plenty of stuff out already is inversion finally coming out no oh delayed again wow it got delayed wow. again so. <laughs> it really is nothing <laughs> yeah it's that it's uh they, they might release it on december 21st 2012 but uh all right that's gonna wrap us up here uh you can catch us on soundcloud you know soundcloud.com slash mash those buttons uh you can catch us on itunes uh, Stitcher Smart Radio, if you have that app on your phone, you can just stream us there. Um, Twitter, we're on, we're on Twitter, twitter.com slash MTB site, and then Facebook, which is facebook.com slash mash those buttons. Uh, also, of course, you can come to mash those buttons.com and, uh, you know, we drop us a line, let us know what you think. You, know, you have any questions, comments, concerns, love us, hate us, you know, have something to say about, you know, one of our topics, just. You know, comment in any of those places I just mentioned and you'll be good to go. But uh, that's going to end us here and we will catch you guys next week. Next week and hopefully on time. Yeah. Yeah. See you then. Hopefully so. Take care. Later.